This is Self Work, and I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. At Self Work, we'll discuss psychological and emotional issues common in today's world and what to do about them. I'm Dr. Margaret, and Self Work is a podcast dedicated to you taking just a few minutes today for your own self work. Hello and welcome or welcome back to Self-Work. I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. I started Self-Work eight years ago in order to really extend the walls of my practice in several different directions. To those of you who might already know about psychological issues, you want to know more, you want to compare what I say to your own therapist maybe. To those of you who might be looking for answers and you Google Best Depression Podcast and Upcome Self-Work, which of course I'd be delighted for that to happen but also to those of you who might be a little lost or skeptical about mental health treatment, really not know whether you can trust it, and maybe on self-work you'll hear something that makes sense to you. I certainly hope so again. Thank you for being here. So last year I received a voicemail, but I didn't publish it because it felt a little self-promotional to do so. But when I listened to it this morning, I was struck by what I thought about, my own self-reflection. I remembered this time last year I was. And I'm sure you've said that to yourself many times before. And yet asking yourself that question can lead you sometimes to comfort, misery, sadness, joy, gratitude, or resentment. But it can also help you to have a broader perspective of where your life was and where it's going, sort of like time travel in your own head and heart. That led me to the whole idea of actual what self-reflection is. And rather than it being some kind of over-self-involvement, It's what we humans can do to get perspective and learn and see ways you might be getting in your own way of creating the life you want, how you can move out of depression or anxiety, the way we can hook up our minds with our actions and change those actions to better serve you. There's a famous quote from Socrates, a Greek philosopher who taught by asking his students questions. He said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Meaning if you don't pause for a bit of self-reflection, you may not grow from your own experiences. I talked last week about an important question I ask people all the time who are trying to understand why they're struggling with some emotion they wish would go away, like a memory that's intrusive or an habitual behavior that they'd like to change. That question was, what could you still be trying to learn? So this simple idea is what we'll base this 367th episode of Self-Work on, how you put self-reflection into action. We'll organize those into a what question, a when, where, why, and how. What am I needing to still learn? When do I recognize that I need to put something new in place and put that into action? Where was I last year at this time? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's my purpose? And how do I put the answers to those questions in place in very real ways in my life? Hopefully Socrates would be pleased, even if he's a very old dead guy. Let's first listen to a message from BetterHelp. I talked to someone last week whose experience with BetterHelp had been the best thing she did for herself in quite a while. Why? Because she felt like she kind of dipped her toe into the field of mental health or therapy. She'd never gotten therapy before, and it had been a great intro, and she wanted to move into regular therapy after that. Let's listen to BetterHelp. I recently heard a fascinating reframe for the idea of asking for help. Maybe you view asking for help as something someone does who's falling apart or who isn't strong. So consider this. What if asking for help means that you won't let anything get in your way of solving an issue, finding out an answer, 
or discovering a better direction. Asking for help is much more about your determination to recognize what needs your attention or what is getting in your way of having the life you want. BetterHelp, the number one online therapy provider, makes reaching out about as easy as it can get. Within 48 hours, you'll have a professional licensed therapist with whom you can text, email, or talk with to guide you. And you're not having to comb through therapist websites or drive to appointments. It's convenient, inexpensive, and readily available. Now you can find a therapist that fits your needs with BetterHelp. And if you use the code or link betterhelp.com slash selfwork, you'll get 10% off your first month of sessions. So just do it. You'll be glad you did. That link again is betterhelp.com slash selfwork to get 10% off your first month of services. So again, I mentioned these in the intro, but these are the questions we're going to be looking at today. What am I still needing to learn? What have I learned? When do I recognize that I need to put something new in place? Where was I last year at this time? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's my purpose? And how do I want to put the answers to those questions in place in very real ways into action? So let's take each of these questions and see how you can apply it in your own life. What am I still needing to learn and what have I learned? This list could be anything from very concrete things to life lessons. I mean, I know how to cook a mean pasta with meatballs, but I also know how to be a good friend. But there are things in my bucket list that I don't know how to do. I'm sure there are ones in your bucket list that you'd like to do. You can literally fill in the blank. Maybe first start with the very concrete things you know and make that list. But then you could also list the things that are far less concrete or are more emotional or relational. For example, Maybe you know that certain kinds of people aren't good for you to be around. Or if you spend too much time scrolling on social media, you won't get things you need to do done or just to feel decent about yourself. No matter what your age, this is an interesting question to ask, especially when you recognize that you keep doing something over and over again and get the same results. I've used this analogy to explain this, kind of like if you think of a piece of gum stuck on a tire. (laughs) I like real down-to-earth kinds of analogies. Even if you don't really dig out that piece of gum, the gum will simply appear there over and over as the wheel turns. So this could be an example. The piece of gum is, I never say what I really want, and so I don't get it, and I feel invisible, not important. So, what are you still trying to learn? Maybe you're trying to learn to trust your own voice, to find out if when you speak, you're actually listened to. Maybe you don't want to find that out, and that's why you don't speak. So what am I trying to learn? But could we turn this question around? You bet we could. We could also say, what is an ongoing thing in my life that I dread, and yet I avoid confronting it? I know that gum is going to come back around. I can accurately predict that that will happen. Here's an example. Let's say you have a friend you dearly love, but when the two of you get together, she's always late and you get mad. So, ask yourself the question, what am I trying to learn? Or, let's use a more serious example. Every time you're around a previously abusive parent, they say something snarky and hurtful. They do it every time. So, what are you trying to learn? 
It's a great question to ask yourself. So here comes the second question. When do I recognize the need to put some other behavior or choice in place? So you figured out what you need to learn. What do you put into action that will help you find the answer to what you're trying to learn? Now, this can take guts. And you have to take into account whether you're trying to change someone else or you're doing something different on your own. You really can't change someone else. Let's go back to our examples. The friend who's late. When have you had enough? When will you begin to say to yourself, you know, I'm going to start arriving 15 minutes later than we said so I don't get mad. That's figuring out what you need to learn and doing something about it. Or I'm simply not going to set times to meet with her when it'll be inconvenient for me to run late. It doesn't really matter if she's 15 minutes late or not. You'll just sit and look at your phone or do whatever you do in those 15 minutes. You can, of course, end your meetings with your friend. You can talk to her about how it feels to you for her to be late, and y'all can come up with another plan. But there's always a way for you to do it for yourself. So you ask yourself, what am I trying to learn? And then what do I need to put into place, into action, so I can learn that? The second example of the abusive parent is harder. An abusive parent is sadly likely to remain an abusive parent. But when is it time for you to recognize that your own behavior can change. Your own expectations can change. I've often talked about not being able to get ice cream at a hardware store. And often, even if we want change in someone else, they don't have the desire or the capability of that change. So that's when you self-reflect and realize that your response needs to change. Either you leave when ugly things are said, You don't emotionally escalate. You just leave and say, if you use that kind of language with me, I'll not stick around to hear it. Now, the when largely depends on your own level of fatigue with the relationship as it is, or if you're getting something out of it that you don't realize. For example, let's say Ruth gets a call every day from a very needy woman who acts if she can't solve her own problems and stays on the phone with her for more than an hour. And Ruth complains about this to me. But it was only when I saw and tried to help her see that she stayed on the phone because she was lonely. She was getting something out of not solving the problem. Any communication with this friend was better than no communication. And sometimes what you're getting out of the interaction prevents you from finding a way to solve the problem. You can see how the cycle continues, but it doesn't have to. With self-reflection and then action, you can change. Self-reflection without action is simply pondering or even worrying. It's the action that will change your life. Here's the third question. Where was I last year at this time? What did I learn? What did I find out about myself? And this is the one that was spurred on by a listener's comment last year. Hi, Dr. Margaret. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for your podcast. I look forward to hearing your latest episode every week, and hearing your voice has almost become like listening to a good friend, so thank you. I also wanted to send you best wishes for your upcoming procedure. I can imagine you might be feeling some anxiety about it, but please know that me, as well as all of your listeners, are holding you in our thoughts and sending lots of love and light. Thanks again, and take good care. I well remember last year at this time, I'd been diagnosed with a benign tumor that was growing in my parotid gland. 
And there might be, but unlikely, given its shape and location, but there might be malignant cancer underneath it. All in all, it was a surgery that was serious, but very doable. The risk, however, was to the facial musculature, and whether there would be temporary or even permanent damage to my ability to speak. And yet when I heard this message again this morning, it made me think of this time last year. And I see and hear so many of my clients using this simple tool to help them see how they got through a really rough time. Maybe so tough, they didn't even know if they'd make it emotionally or even medically. But how at times these words and thoughts can themselves bring grief. This time last year, I didn't know my child would start using drugs or die from a fentanyl overdose. Many of those memories of this time last year bring a lot of pain. I still think, however, that whether it causes you pain or relief, asking yourself this question is a good idea. Take a minute or more to assess what you've learned in the last 365 days. What happened that was unexpected but wonderful or harmful or worse? The point is this. You can use time as a marker for yourself. When was I at my best during the last year? What was I doing then? When was I at my worst? And what was I doing then? Hopefully you can see that this exercise will help you track where you've been and where you want to go. You can also see patterns from year to year, seasonal changes, triggers. I had a friend tell me he always got angry when it started to get hot outside, and he never understood until he remembered that his dad had been a certain kind of truck driver and was always gone for much of the spring and summer, nearly all the time, and the kids were left to fend for themselves, their mother having abandoned them long ago, and that was when he was very, very young. So he began understanding why when the hot weather came or it began to warm up, he knew he was going to lose the only parent that he had. By the way, I learned so much from that surgery. My son came and took wonderful care of me, All of us talked about the future and what it might hold, how we could support one another. I learned more about the grace of asking for help. Not all looking back is joyful. Certainly, if you're counting the days until the anniversary of a death of someone who was special to you, counting those days down can be gruesome. But it can also give you a sense of moving on. Again, what have you learned since their death? What have you put into action? What do you wish you could tell them? You can actually put this into action by writing them a letter and saying everything that you'd like to tell them. Celebrate how special they were to you and still are to you. Yes, time marches on, but you grow and change within that time. So it's important to recognize markers. What happened when? Again, putting self-reflection into action. So here's the fourth question. Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's my purpose? There are a lot of why questions that we can ask ourselves. This isn't a question that should make you immediately defensive as if you're putting yourself on the stand in a trial. (laughs) You're not being tried for some crime. You're asking yourself, what was my purpose then and what's my purpose now? Am I allowing a sense of purpose or value to guide my actions or am I simply going with the flow, not wanting to lead the parade but certainly wanting to keep up with others? And think about that statement for a minute. If that's the way you feel, I don't want to lead the parade, but I don't want to be left behind. That statement says that keeping up with others is your purpose. And is that what you want it to be? Maybe it is. But how could that change? I'll state again, what you focus on grows. If you have a value you focus on in your life, like creating good for others, like succeeding in a business field, 
like reaching a goal of some kind that may at first seem outrageous, but the more you focus on it, the more it becomes real. So persistence is one of your values. Ask yourself, what do I value? And again, you might want to write down what you value most and what would that be and how does your life reflect that value? Again, you self-reflect what your values are and then you look to see how you're putting that value into action in your life. Now I've come to the last question, the how question. How do I want to put the answers to these questions in place in very real ways in my life? How can I learn what I need to learn. You take one step at a time. If you manage two, then two. But recognize it's a marathon, not simply a race. So as you put these ideas into action, you can find out. And if you do it one step at a time, your life will change. I guarantee it. One of my good friends was killed several years ago. She and I had both been jingle singers together, but she'd gotten a gig in Nashville singing backup for Reba McIntyre. Her voice sounded more like Patsy Cline than anyone else I'd ever heard before or have heard since. Paula K. Evans. She was a young strawberry blonde with a dark and dusky voice. She was so very good. But I'll never forget where I was when I heard over some TV in a Best Buy that most of Reba's band had been killed in a plane crash. It was March of 1991. She would have probably been 33 or 34. I have often asked why she died and why I lived. I'll never know the answer. But I remember her husband said out of his grief, she died doing the thing she absolutely loved. My point? You want to try as much as you can and have control over to live your life, putting your self-reflections into action, learning and growing, being curious and persistent, loving and being loved. Self-reflection, when put into action, can help you with that. I got curious the other day and looked up some facts about podcasts. Self-work is in the top half percent of podcasts, by the way, which is phenomenal. That's internationally. And we still very much love new listeners and old listeners coming back. But here's a factoid for you. There are currently over 87 million episodes published in Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and in 2018, there were only 18.5 million episodes. So you can see how much more there is to choose from. So we're honored you're here at SelfWork. Please leave some questions you have for me or any messages to ask Dr. Margaret at drmargaretrutherford.com or you can send me a voicemail on the SpeakPipe app so I can keep on answering your questions the best way that I can. And if you have topics you'd like me to cover, just let me know. Those are the two ways you can get in touch with me. You can also join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash selfwork. I had a friend give perfectly hidden oppression to his wife two or three years ago as a Christmas present. And basically she said to me, you know, I didn't think he really saw me. And all of a sudden I recognized that he did. So not that that's a very typical holiday gift, but it's an idea. Thank you for being here. Please take care of yourself, your family, and your community. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this has been Self Work.